You're now tuning into the Who and How Club with your host, Eris Dejan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Who and How Club. Actually, uh, I should be saying welcome back to the Who and How Club. Uh, I am your host, Eris Dejan, and uh, it's not only welcome back for you, my listeners and supporters, uh, you know, those who are a part of the movement, my club members, my rampagers. It's also a welcome back for myself. You know what I mean? The show's been on a bit of a hiatus due to uh, certain circumstances, so uh, we're definitely going to be talking about that this morning, but I just wanted to paint the picture for you. Right now, I'm in my home little studio, uh, sitting down, looking at the uh, the sky. The sun isn't quite, I mean, the sun's up, but it's still kind of, you know, it's still kind of uh, dark outside. It's about 6.59 a.m., and it is Thursday, October 2nd. I know a lot of you are wondering, like, hey, where you been at? (laughs) Where are our episodes, our weekly episodes, our weekly check-ins? I've been asking myself the same thing, you know, since the last time we spoke, which I think was, uh, I think it's been over a month now. Um, it's, It's definitely been over a month. The last time we spoke was episode 29. Uh, where we were conducting our uh, Make Room for New series. And uh, we got to part three. There are four parts to that series, and we got to Make Room for New part three. Uh, But since that episode, your boy's been down and out. Down and out. And I'm sure you are all going to be able to relate to this story. And uh, I know down and out kind of looks different to all of us, but I'm going to explain to you what down and out looked like for me in the past month. You know, not being able to record my show uh, represents a, a down and out for me. As you all know, as you've listened to the show and how, how you know, I've expressed this numerous times, you know, the show itself, it's not only for <laughs> all of you, it's for me as well. This is like my weekly therapy. You know what I'm saying? I get to sit here and talk to all of you. And to my damn self (laughs) and sort of vent and release and let go whatever thoughts, feelings I have. You know what I mean? And it's really, it helps me. But I haven't been able to do that. Um, So anyway, first off, once again, you know, welcome back. You know the logo. I mean, not the logo, but the saying, (laughs) the slogan. uh, You are the who and how. I am the who and how. And we are the who's and how's of this world. And on this show, we focus on who you are and how you became the you that you are. Like that process in between, you know, that growth, those experiences that have shaped you into the person that you are. And, you know, this episode is a great representation of that. And as I have the, you know, conduct these episodes, these solo episodes, because as you know, um, every other episode, I have a guest on the show, but those episodes in between, it's more like a solo show for myself, you know, 
um, because I need I want all of you to get to know me as well. It's not just about the guests, you know. It's not fully. It's not solely guest driven. It, it's about me as well. I want to share pieces of myself so that you know, I'm not just trying to I'm not just trying to explo- exploit people's stories and stuff like that. I want all of you to learn from the people that I bring onto the show, not only from them but also from me, and hopefully we could share our experiences with each other offline um, and connect. You know what I mean? So anyway, first off. Uh, I don't know. I sort of feel like the this year, and I don't know if it's about, if maybe it's like a social media thing where we're so exposed to so much at such a fast pace that we're seeing this more, more so now than ever. Because, you know, people die every day. People break up every day. But there's something in the air about this year that kind of feels like it's the year of the death and it's the year of breakups. Of course, we got stuff going on. We got the, you know, the pandemic. And this is not to make light of anything. People die every day, like I said. And people have lost their lives due to this pandemic. Um, We've had a lot of famous people pass away this year. And it's just like people we never thought, I guess some of us thought were invincible. You know, like, nah, that person can't die. Like, they still got like 20 movies to do. Um (laughs) So it, this year just feels kind of, it feels kind of weird. And I know, I know, I know, I know this, that because I have conversations with people. I have conversations with business owners. I have people, uh, I have conversations with people online. Everyone's going through it this year. This has not been a smooth year for anyone, anyone. Name a business owner, name a millionaire, name a your average Joe next door, your coworker, your friends, your family. It has not been an easy year for anyone. And I don't know what the universe has in store, but we do got to trust the process. And it's a scary thought to even, you know, for me to say that, I promise you and I hope that it's not taking away from what people have gone through. I know it's easier said than done, but damn, there there has to be some sort of plan behind all of this crazy stuff and madness that we're experiencing and seeing. And we just got to keep the faith and stay hopeful, especially for yourself and your loved ones. You know what I mean? But damn, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to say this yet, but damn, that was uh, that was definitely unexpected. And uh, we all know what Black Panther meant to the community, especially the black community. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, being a comic book fan, a collector, a reader, uh, you know, I'm more of like I like DC comic books, but I like Marvel movies. And, you know, I like what Disney's doing with the Star Wars stuff and everything like that. So. If we're talking movie-wise, film-wise, like I, I was really looking forward to to seeing what a Black Panther two would look like, and without its main star, it's like, damn, like what? Do should you even do a sequel? You know, like why don't we just leave it be? And uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's a weird time right now, man. We're losing people. People are losing faith. You know, the riots are still going on, the protests and stuff like that. And it's just a crazy time. And all we could do is just, you know, shed that positivity and try to put that energy out, you know, focus every day, meditate, focus on the world. If we all just sat down every day and really channeled our energies and uh, 
you know, just let our thoughts and our feelings, our positive thoughts and our feelings just like disperse into the into the air. You know, just sit with ourselves, disconnect from our phones for a second and just sit down. I, I, I'm certain that we could all just try to heal the world. You know, I do believe we have the power to heal ourselves, but we also need to heal the world, the things, the people that are around us. We can't live for self. It's not just about you. It's about us. It's about we. Without you and without me, there is no we. And that's like another slogan uh, to the Who and How Club, you know, concept. And that's the narrative that I try to push. You know what I mean? And I truly believe that. It takes us. It takes a village, you know, to raise the world. So any, anyway, RIP to all of those who have passed due to these situations. Um, my heart goes out to everyone. Uh, who have lot who has lost somebody uh, this year? Whether it's a relationship, a friendship, you know, um, if you've had a death in the family, you know, we're seeing it. It's all around. So, with that said, let's pick it up a notch. I owe you all an explanation, <laughs> and I would never shy away from doing so, doing something like that and explaining myself on where have I been. What have I been up to? What's going on? You know, You know, the last time we spoke, of course, we were talking about making room for new. You know, the show was submitted for a couple of award shows and, you know, the show was 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 picking up steam and stuff like that. And since then, you know, like I I have emails galore that I have not caught up on, um, you know, requests to be on the show, opportunities and. Oh, man, I know Amazon finally launched um, their podcast division, and thankfully, uh, the show is on Amazon as well and got accepted for that. So that's a positive, you know what I mean? But other than, uh, aside from the show, you know, being on another platform, there are things that I just had to take a break from. <laughs> and the reasoning behind that is due to injury. Now, Throughout my entire life, I've always managed to to escape any 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 close call to any injuries. You know, like I've been hurt internally. My heart has been broken before, of course, but physically, on this exterior on my body, I've never like broken anything. I've never fallen really hard, and like I've never had surgery for anything. Nothing like that. But you fast forward to 2020 and this theme that we're in and the, the energy of the year, you know, I guess it's time for Eris to get to be injured, to get injured, you know, and he needs to he, he escaped so many times as a child, as a teen, as a young adult. Uh, I think it's about time that he he uh, faces the wrath, you know. So about a month and change ago, I was for those who don't know, I skateboard. And uh, I'm a bit embarrassed to share this story, but I'm like, you know what? It's time to just come back strong and just share the shits. So, you know, I skateboard. I skateboard pretty frequently. I'm not a trickster or anything like that, but skateboarding, you know, rolling around on my cruiser board, it helps me. It's another form of therapy for me, you know. I'll go downtown. I'll go to the east. I'll go to the west end. Um... And I got a couple people who skateboard as well. And, you know, I just roll around. 
we just do our thing, you know, and we just skate through the city. This particular time, about a month and change ago, I'm out with one of my boys. And uh, we're out in the East End and we're doing our thing, our weekly routine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I come across this hill and I've gone down hills before and survived. Um, I've gone down hills on the skateboard, really like going like really fast and not not even like being shook. You know, I'll have to pop my collar on that one because I feel proud of myself every time I accomplish a hill. On a hoof, on a, on my cruiser board. The breeze that you feel, you know, the 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 breeze that's hitting your face as you're just going down. You just feel so free. It's freeing. So I'm I'm always willing to accomplish and and you know cross paths with any hill. <laughs> this particular hill, though, I'm with my boy, and I get that warning from my boy. He says, "Do not go down that hill." And I know that we've all experienced this, where your gut is being presented to you in the form of a of an actual physical being, because <laughs> we gotta trust our guts, right? We gotta listen to it. Sometimes your gut will tell you something, uh, but sometimes it won't say anything, and that's where you're like, okay, I could do this. But then your gut is coming to you in the form of like a person, <laughs> and giving you that warning, like, "Yo, stop." I'm like, bro. I got this. Don't worry. We're good. He's like, listen, if you're going to go down this hill, make sure you stop yourself. Don't do it. I'm like, dude, I got it. So I ignore him. We're having fun. We're approaching this hill. I'm going down. I don't even know how fast I'm going. I think at this point it's the fastest I've gone. And at the end of the hill, I can't really see. Like there's a little turn at the end of the hill. So I'm more concerned about maybe people walking and we're on like this trail i'm trying to paint the picture um but it's pavement right so people could be walking uh, at the end of this 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 uh hill people could be walking around the corner and i might not you know i don't want to hit anybody as i'm on my way down so i'm more concerned about that but i can maneuver i know how to turn i know how to you know i know how to board (laughs) this is something that i didn't take into consideration so as i'm going down i'm speeding and i'm having fun and i'm like yeah forget my boy you know i got faith i got belief in myself he doesn't know how many you know steep hills and dips that i've accomplished in his absence um but you know lo and behold there was like sort of like a sand not a sand bank but a little bit of like sand and gravel, like this little, little pile of it waiting for me right at the end of the hill. Like I was going, everything was going fine. Like I was almost finished as I was going down. And right before I I got the opportunity to stop, uh, my wheels, one of my wheels (laughs) hit um, that little, that little pile of sand or whatever. Now, if you don't no, like when your wheels hit sand, it's as if you're running into a an invisible brick wall that you did like a, a wall that you didn't even know was there. And you hit hard like you come to a standstill like you don't even the wheels don't turn over sand or anything like you're just it's a stop. Like you're going, you're going, you're going stop an abrupt stop. 
and I'm like, ah, it's over for me. And actually, what's crazy is that I I didn't see it. You know, I saw it in the split of a second, you know, where I could have at least like jumped off the board and survived. Anyway, I hit the sand, the, the little pile of sand or whatever, and I just remember seeing stars <laughs> and feeling this big like pound on my head. I hit head first into the pavement, right? But my eyes, it's as if my eyes were already closed before I hit anything. Like, I just, it, it just happened so fast. I hit my head. I know I hit my head. Because now I've fallen off my board. And I can't open my eyes. But I hear voices around me. I hear people saying, is he okay? Is he okay? Is it, what's going on? Is he okay? I just hear voices galore around me. But I'm, I want to respond, and I can't. I also can't open my eyes. I just see black. I saw stars, then I see pitch black. And I'm kind of shaking a little bit, like I'm twitching, you know what I mean? But I could hear everything going on, or on around me. People who, uh, people who are concerned and, you know, I don't even know if I'm okay in that moment. <laughs> so I hear another skateboard, you know, roll past me. It's my boy. And I hear him telling people, you know, he's okay, he's okay. Now, my boy, he's sort of like that macho guy. He's going to be like that kind of guy that's like, yo, just brush it off, man. You're good. Dust it off. You're good. You're good. But I knew I wasn't good. I knew I wasn't. So as I'm lying there, laying there? L lying there. I don't know. I always get lying and laying confused. But anyway, I'm laying there. I'm going to go with that one. And uh, I hear him clear out the area. I hear him clear out the crowd. That's my boy. And he comes to pick me up. And I say, finally, I'm coming too. I can sort of open my eyes. But my boy starts moving me. And I say, yo, bro, don't move me. I can't move right now. He's like, bro, you're good. Brush it off. Like I said, I'm like, don't move me. But I have this reactionary, like, like when something bad happens, I tend to laugh. <laughs> like people call me, uh, like if you look at the Walking Phoenix joker that came out like he has this condition where he laughs even when he's sad or like something it's like I, I can't remember what the disorder is but i'm not saying i have that but my reactions to things are not not what you might like i could be reacting very differently to what you think i should be if i tell you yo i'm hurt but i'm smiling you're not gonna take me serious i, I guess maybe it's like a we smile to keep from crying or getting angry kind of thing you know what i mean and that's been in me from when I was young. So especially when I'm in pain for any reason, you know what I'm saying? So my boy's trying to pick me up, trying to tell me, you know, shake it off, dust it off. I'm like, all right. I open my eyes. We're sitting down. People are passing us. You know, is he okay? Is he okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's okay. He's okay. I come to, I kind of shake it off. But uh, I feel like there's this big bump on my head. And my boy looks at me and he's like, whoa. <laughs> I also feel like this stinging, like this stinging feeling on the back of my shoulder. Like my upper shoulder blade. And uh, I look over and like my shirt is like ripped. One of my favorite Marvel shirts, mind you, that I was wearing that day. It fully ripped and open. And I look at my skin, it's just like flesh, as if like I scraped, I just scraped the uh, the pavement as I fell. All I'm thinking is that my issue is my head, you know. I, I hit my head, 
excuse me, I hit my head first, and it's my head. It'll heal. I take my left hand, I touch my head, there's a big bump. I look at my palm, my left palm, there's some blood. I look at my right palm, or at least I try to, and I can't move my right hand. So there's a little bit of pain there, but I'm like, all right, it's all good, it's all good. But I, I get a chance to look at my palm, my right one. There's a little bit of blood. My boy tells me shake it off. It takes about five minutes for me to really shake it off and come back to. Gives me some water. He helps me stand up. I'm standing. I'm worried about my shirt. I see my palms. I'm like, okay, this bump on my head will go down. But now, you know, when you stand up, you know, you straighten your arms down. My left arm is able to go down. For some strange reason, my right arm cannot, cannot go down. I actually look and my arm is sticking out. I mean, I think I dislocated something or um, I broke something. The, the, the fracturing wasn't even a thought in that moment. I'm like, I, I thought the worst. I'm like, I just broke my arm because I cannot put my arm back in its place like I can't straighten my arm my arm is stuck it's sticking out like the elbow like you know a teacup you know the song I'm a little teacup short and stuck like my right arm was the teacup handle it was just out like that like you could hold me from that and pick me up if there was some giant you could easily do that like that was like the teacup handle arm and uh I'm telling my boy I'm like Bro, I'm in pain, and he's not believing me. He's like, you're good, straighten your arm. I'm like, I can't. We walk back to the car. It's a long walk of shame. And throughout the conversation, I had to, I mean, during the walk, we had to take, like, a couple breaks, you know. We get back to the car. I get to, I get a chance to look at myself in the reflection. I'm like, bro, my, my, arm's, my arm's done. He's like, nah, you're good. Just give it a little bit of time, you know. Thankfully, I had to change a clothes. Uh, clothes in the uh, in the trunk because I had to take off my shirt first off I had to wash up so my boy you know he did what might be considered the gayest thing to some of you macho men out there you know he helped me he took my shirt off he uh, helped me like you know heal up we had to go to the store and uh, get a first aid kit because I didn't have one on hand and my boy patched me up which was awesome you know but we're doing all of this in public and people are like what is going on like what happened to this guy you know i can't be injured that's all i'm thinking in my mind like if i break if i broke my arm i'm thinking how long is this gonna take to heal i've never broken or injured myself in this manner what's gonna be put on pause i know i'm gonna be depressed <laughs> there's no there's no positive feeling from a situation like this so we're in the parking lot my boy helps me take off my shirt. I get a change of clothes. He has to help me put it on. So I had like a, like those tank tops. I'm driving now with one arm. My boy's like, yo, listen, let's just call the, the EMS and we'll leave the car here. My boy doesn't drive. I'm not leaving my new car. I'm not leaving my car there. I'm sorry. In the East End. Not to say like, you know, the East End is bad or anything or where we were. It's that that wasn't the worry. It's just I don't want to be I don't want to leave something of mine, something that I possess somewhere else with, you know, uh, out of sight. And uh, yeah, so I'm like, I'm a soldier it out. I drove us to shoppers and with one hand driving hella slow 
pick up a first aid kit. He patches me up. Again, hop on the highway. I'm a soldier. I'm like, this ain't nothing. I'm good. I'm believing my boy at this point. I'm like, ah, yeah, you're right. I think I'm I'm good. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, no, I'm not good. Drop my boy off. I drive myself and check into the hospital. Because I'm like, I can't go home like this. Um, Get to the hospital. You know, I'm waiting a little bit. I let them know what happened. It's an embarrassing story in a sense. And not because I'm skateboarding, but because I'm a grown, you know, I'm 31 years old. For me to get injured by uh, skate, like, I don't know. There was some sort of embarrassment attached to it, you know. All these ladies in the hospital, you know, they're coming and checking in on me, taking off my shirt. I'm sitting there. I got to get an x-ray. Um, I get the x-ray. Turns out I fractured my elbow. And I'm sorry if this story is not interesting enough. Like, it's really early right now. I'm kind of drowsy. Um, I got to go walk Apollo very soon. But anyway, I'm just trying to bring you all up to speed. Long story short, I'm in the hospital. I got to I gotta get an x-ray. Uh, the ladies that are dealing with me, they're a bit, they're a bit rough on the edge, you know. First one lady comes in, says I need a sling. She can't maneuver the sling and my arm into the sling, so she calls another lady. That lady can't do it either, so they call a third lady, and I'm sitting there shirtless. People are walking by my room, and I got three ladies in the room uh, working on me. And in my mind, I'm just like, it was like a scene out of a movie where like, if there was a camera that could see my face or an audience. Like, I was not pleased, and I'm like, I, I think I shed at least one tear. Like, it was like a really sad moment. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> what is this? And is this a gift? Is this a joke? People who work here, you know, anyway. I don't know what it was, you know. I don't know if they were, like, just trying to feel up your boy or what. Not to toot my own horn or anything. But it was just weird that three women who work at a, at a hospital couldn't maneuver a sling on your boy, you know. But I'm just sitting there like a piece of meat. And I had to tell one of the ladies, I said, miss, can you go easy, please? Like, I just injured my arm. Like, she was just, like, trying to move my arm, like, as if I'm, like, some sort of action figure. Like, I'm, like I, could, I, I couldn't move. My arm was stuck. Anyway, like I said, the x-ray came back. Um, and it turns out it was a fracture. Uh, a fracture and they had to set up an appointment for me to come back to the fractured clinic to get the details on the fracture um actually i'm so sorry when you do the x-ray they don't tell you that it's a fracture you don't know what it is yet they gotta x do the x-ray get the results from that you come back to get the results um the sling is placed my arm is is in the sling Mind you, I haven't called anyone at this point. The only person, people that know or person that knows about this injury is my boy who I've dropped off, who, who like he, he said that he'll come, you know, to the hospital with me. I said, nah, nah, nah. I think that was ego for me, but I said, nah, I got it. Short story long, the, the hospital sends me out, again, like a piece of meat, <laughs> shirtless, in a sling, and they give me, like, a, a bag with all my belongings in it, and they put a hospital blanket over my shoulders. I was walking out with, like, like James Brown. You know, at the end of James Brown performances, he kneels down, and you come put the, 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 um, the cape over him? Like, they put a blanket over me as if I was that, 
but I had no shirt on and my arms in a sling and I got to got to now exit, do this walk of shame again out of the hospital <laughs> to my car in the parking lot. And at this point, I'm upset and I'm sad. So I have to call somebody <laughs> and say, yo, can you come check me? So I called one of my friends. Um, I also saw another friend uh, before because I was supposed to meet with someone that night. And, uh, you know, thankfully, one of my hands could text. And I'm explaining the story to that person I'm supposed to see. And, of course, that person doesn't believe me. It sounds like the wildest excuse. Yo, you're supposed to come see me. We made plans. And then you're saying you got, you know, you're at the hospital. But I had to prove myself. So I went to see the person and they were like, Jesus Christ. Like, they felt bad, really bad for, um, you know, for not believing me or, you know, expressing their 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 disappointment and not being able to see me. But I showed proof. I show and prove. Regardless of the injury, without an arm, I could spit. And I still show and tell. You know what I'm saying? So... I covered the grounds on that situation, and that person and I have gotten close since, so we're cool. Just a friend. My other friend came to see me and, uh, you know, kind of uh, took care of me, you know, tried to guide me and, you know, tried to move the arm around and, like, helped me, you know, change and, like, just fix the sling. And it was very hard to maneuver on my own. And I'm like, all I kept thinking was I pray I didn't break anything, you know. Uh, but I did go, I, you know, I set the appointment at the fractured clinic. I got the results. It was a fracture. I fractured my elbow and I got a chance to see, you know, all the uh, the fluid and stuff in the elbow. And why, you know, be explained. I was explained to about why I couldn't move my arm or rotate my arm or anything and how things work, which was pretty crazy. It was cool. It was a, a moment of knowledge, you know, being able to learn something about your body um, and how it works when it gets injured and fracture and uh, like what a fracture really is and how long it'll take to heal. So he said about my, my doctor said about four to six weeks. So. In, during that time, I'm like, I took a week off of work immediately, and that pissed me off. <laughs> I wanted to work. I wanted to be at work. I, I, I just, uh, there was a like a mode of depression that kind of came, like the, a cloud of depression that came over my head because I'm like, yo, I, I can't do anything right now. I don't feel inspired. I got to heal. That's my focus. But then I started to realize that, yo, this injury means way more than what meets the eye. You know what I'm saying? Hold on, let me sip some water quick. Sorry about that. This injury represented more than just an injury, just a physical, you know, any type of physical harm to the body. It wasn't just about that. I think the universe was really speaking to me during this situation. Like I said, this year is... It's pretty hectic for a lot of us, me included. And I've been through a lot in this year. And, I, you know, I talk about time and all of that. You know, this is just a moment that we're in. But moment, moments are, are a form of time as well. And we just got to trust the process and, you know, understand that the universe is going to work at its own pace, regardless of what we, we view as time. We know the sun comes up. We know the moon comes up. Um, 
and that's the that's that's like a a form of time you know what i'm saying but when we're looking at these hours that pass us and minutes and seconds throughout our day and we use that and we 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 look at our lives you know throughout the year the months the weeks the days and it's like the, the these moments that have passed it's like there's a lot has happened you know like every day there's something new this this year for me if we're looking at it in that sense it's it's been crazy and it's only october 10 months in and i've i don't know i couldn't begin to tell all of you what what i've witnessed what i've experienced the heartbreak the disappointment the uh the self challenges the things that i put myself through even that i've had to admit to you know having to put the ego aside um certain you know some turmoil you know like I've I've experienced some things this year that I don't think I've experienced before, which is a good thing. I've been exposed to new things, and I think it 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 adds to the evolution of who I am as a person. But I've also made it out of ad- adversity. You know, I've I've accomplished many things in my life. I've gone through things where I thought I wouldn't make it through, and I I made it through those things. So. This is just another, you know, at the end of the day, you sit with yourself and you're like, this is just another challenge, another thing that you got to make it through. But sometimes things hit you hard. And I think this injury was sort of like the last hurt that I was going to feel in a while because it was like a big hurt for me. And it summed up the, the things that I was going through prior to that injury. Like, I feel like the things that I was going through, I didn't really uh, face them. I didn't take time to hurt and heal. I didn't deal with those situations. You know, I kind of suppressed them from, you know, earlier. Sometime from last year. Some things from last year trickled into this year. And uh, But what this injury represented was like, I felt like it was the universe telling me that, yo, you need to be hurt and you need to feel that hurt. And you also need time to heal. You need to take that time and heal. So I took a pause on everything. As much as it hurt me, I didn't want to not do the podcast. I did not not want to go to work. I didn't I wanted to write music, but I'm right-handed. So I'm trying to work with my left hand. I'm trying to change my clothing, and it's so difficult. And I started to realize like, yo, these little things like we take we we don't we we take these things for granted being able to like use your right arm. You know what I mean? Like if I if I didn't have this arm, I don't know how what life would be like for me. And I got a taste of that. I got a taste of what it's like to not have my show and not have not be able to write anything down and to express myself. I was sitting down just like trying to heal myself. And I've healed myself before, but this point in time, it wasn't a healing that I could do myself. It was something I just had to allow to happen. And those were symbols and signs, like the symbolism behind that. I I was starting to recognize that. I'm like, shit, this is what this really means. I have to find meaning in everything. It's just the way my brain and my heart work, you know? This isn't just a regular injury. Like, Eris didn't just fall off his skateboard for no reason. There's a reason why I'm I'm in my arms in the sling right now and why I really need to take time to heal. This has been an ongoing theme for me. Not being able to heal, not taking the time to heal. 
I think I've distracted myself with a lot of things in my past, you know, especially when something bad happens or I accomplish a challenge from something really challenging. But I don't pick that thing apart. I don't, I don't, um, you know, I don't heal from those challenges. I just pat myself on the back and say, yes, there's another one under your belt. Let's go. We're ready for the other one, for the next one, the upcoming one. But how do you heal? We got to heal. We have to take time to ourselves to really rehabilitate ourselves. Not only our bodies, but our minds, our souls, our spirits, our hearts. You know what? Like, imagine just when you just keep, you just keep going and you don't take time to, to, you know, to patch yourself up. We have the power to do it, but we got to take time to heal and embrace that pain, embrace those feelings of sadness, of anger. We got to admit to our wrongs. You know what I'm saying? When you're not doing that, when you're pretending like everything is okay just because you could sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow's a new day, but you're not going to forget. Those things can still linger until they're dealt with. They got to be dealt with. And sometimes... You don't have to deal with them externally. There are things internally that you got to deal with. You got to deal with yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. And you got to put a stop to to the bullshit, you know, the the routines of things, the things that you just keep getting involved in, the thing, the hurt that you keep experiencing. Some of that hurt, it's from you. You're the one causing that on you, onto yourself. But your ego is too big to admit it. Or to recognize it because you're so busy, you're so occupied and distracting yourself. But those distractions need to stop at some point. You got to grow. Maturity is being able to acknowledge your shit. Acknowledge your faults. Acknowledge the fact that you need to heal yourself. You, you need time to heal. You don't need anybody else. You need yourself, brothers and sisters. <laughs> so that's what I did. I took time to heal. I focused on healing and channeling my energy. I was plotting and planning. The moment my arm could move again and, you know, I had a follow-up appointment and I, you know, I couldn't go to the gym even. Like, I couldn't lift a dumbbell. I couldn't lift anything. I, I still can't even do a push-up today. I could lift, excuse me, I could lift finally. And I've been doing some lifting. You know, as of yesterday, I'm back. I, I, I feel like I could actually go to the gym and work out. I've been jogging every morning now to get myself back in that, in a new place. I want to be a newer version of myself. I don't want to be Eris pre-injury. I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, drowning in hurt to the point where I'm not dealing with that hurt and facing it or taking time to heal. I don't want to distract myself anymore. So these are the things I got a chance to think about and to focus on during my injury. Now, I'm not in pain. And that kind of, you know, reflects on where I'm at in life right now. I'm not in pain anymore. And imagine if we all really just like took some time to ourselves. For some people, it might take longer. It might take a month and a half. It might take a week. It might take a couple days Sometimes when you're in a relationship, you ask for a break, right? And that person on the receiving end of that information, they take it so negatively. They say, oh, you need a break. You need a break from me. You need a break from this relationship. You're going to go cheat. You're going to go do something. But when a person says they need a break, 
I I would think that you should allow them to to take that break because what they're trying to tell you is that they just need a moment. They just need a moment to collect themselves, to recollect themselves, you know, to to make some space in their brains and in their hearts. Sometimes it has nothing to do with you. They adore you. They want to be around you, but they know that if they want if they're going to be around you more, they're going to need to take some time. If they want to be around you more, they're going to take that time. You cannot be so immersed into each other and and just, you know, joint to the hip. You got to take some time. Sometimes it's not even about the relationship or that thing that you share with that person. It's about oneself. Maybe you don't need a break from the relationship, but you taking a break, you know that doing that will bring you closer to that person. You just need some air to breathe, you know, your own air. Everyone needs some time to themselves. You're an individual. You're you're in this world with yourself. You know who you are. Anyway, that's what I did. I took some time. Once I could write again, I started plotting and planning. And I said, yo, we're going to come back. I'm excited to come back. I'm excited to express myself in a different way, to have a different type of talk, a different type of outlook on life, a different type of heart, you know? I feel like my heart has sort of reshaped itself. I have better understanding now. I do know that everything happens for a reason, whether it's hurt, joy, whatever. Experiences in general, what you're facing on a day-to-day basis It's all for your own learning. (laughs) My goal is to learn the things that I learn and share it with the world. That's why I created the Who and How Club, because I wanted to speak. I wanted to, I can't keep these experiences and these things that I've been through in my life to myself. Like, that's selfish. And yeah, I got people that I could speak with, but I want to reach people. uh, I want to reach the masses, because I know that there are people out there in this world. There are seven point something billion people on this planet, and I know we're going through similar things. We just haven't spoken about them. Anyway, I'm about 80, 90% healed. Like I said, I still can't do a push-up. My palms are still, ha- they still have the sharp pain in them. Um, and I can't, I can't do a push-up. I don't know if I could do a pull-up yet. I haven't tried, but I have been lifting. I figured if I could lift something, I'm sure I could do a pull-up. But being on the ground and being able to push myself up and down, it's not possible right now. But I've been jogging. I've been getting myself back into, you know, shape. But not only physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally as well and i'm ready to be here i'm ready to be present and i'm ready to be for more than just self you know what i'm saying because i've had selfish moments in my life as well where i don't consider other people's feelings or like how my actions might affect others because i'm like yo f you i'm here for me and if you're not on this if you're not with me then you're against me And there are going to be moments in life where you have to have that mentality because you can't fully live for others, but you got to be considerate. And I'm realizing that now. So I want to, you know, say thank you to all of those people who were messaging me, checking in on me, who supported me through this time, this time of healing. Healing doesn't stop. People were asking, yo, where's the show? Where's the next When's the next episode? people wanting to be on the show i'm so excited to respond to those emails (laughs) because i know that this was all meant to be and more is to come if there was anything that i wanted to share with any of you today as well it's that you know i don't want you to ever give up not on others and not on yourself 
even when other people prove to give, you know, they're giving up, don't give up. You have to be, someone has to be the one to not give up. Someone has to be so, the, the one to, to keep the faith, to keep the hope, to be positive, to spread the joy. No matter what's going on around you, the fire, the building could be burning. You got to laugh, even in pain, even in moments of pain. You have to smile. You know, the story doesn't stop there, but I'm going to share this, you know, I'm going to share these these little moments with you and, you know, more on the weeks to come. But that's where I've been. But now you know where I'm at. And uh, again, thank you to all of you who continue to support the show and the movement. The show's back. Eris is back. But it's a different kind of Eris. And I hope it's a different kind of you, especially through, you know, going through these times that we're in right now. Take these moments to change, to adjust yourself. There, are, there, there were a few episodes back where I said, you know, like when the, the pandemic first hit and a lot of people were at home and we were on lockdown, I, I asked I asked for everyone to really take some time to yourself. Take this opportunity because you might not get it again. I don't think, I think this injury represented me not taking that time initially. And now I got another chance to do it. So you could get another chance. But, you know, your awareness could be your other chance. You might have not been able to take some time to yourself during the pandemic when it first hit. But now that you're aware that you need this time to yourself, take it. Adjust your time. Manage your time a bit wisely where you give uh, some time and dedicate some time to yourself on a daily basis so that you have that time to just reflect, self-reflect. And uh, yeah, take time to heal. We all need to heal. I can't invite new energy into my life until I'm healed from these scars, these wounds, you know? Anyway. Apollo's ready to go and get, you know, go to the washroom and he's farting up the place. Um, we usually wake up around this time. We go for a jog and uh, yeah, he uses the washroom. So I got to I'm throwing him off his routine, but I want to say thank you to all once again for supporting the movement, supporting Eris. Um, I got some things in the works this past weekend. I had uh, I had a great conversation with uh, a, some gentlemen that like mean the world to me and uh that'll be on episode 31 i shot an episode with the barbers you know i got a barbershop episode coming and i've always wanted to have one of these episodes but you know i'll talk more about that next episode so next week we'll have a we'll have some guests on the show and you guys will enjoy it but it's a pre-recorded episode um which i shot uh this past week uh, weekend and there will be visuals to that episode as well so look out for that episode welcome back Eris. welcome back listeners and supporters welcome back rampagers and the movement this has been a check-in episode 30 now this is not how i expected to celebrate episode 30 because believe it or not this is a bit of a milestone some people say wow 30 episodes some people say only 30 episodes like i've accomplished so much with this movement in such a short period of time with such um lows amount of content and i'm appreciative of that all of those who support me you know you know we've been selected we've been you know invited to speak on panels and like 
the the show must go on and it, we're only we haven't even scratched the surface yet so i'm excited for us to you know go through this journey together and uh i'm gonna use my outlets you know like i said this is my therapy so i'm gonna continue to use it and hopefully inspire some of you out there um this has been the who and how club it's your boy Jean. without you without me there is no we you are the who's and how I am the who's and how's. Let me start that again. You are the who and how. I am the who and how. And we are the who's and how's of the world. I'm a bit rusty. But we got it. And we're back. I'm going to talk to you guys next week. I'll do a little pre, pre, you know, pre-convo before I, into, I introduce the uh, barbershop episode. Just so I could bring you guys up to speed with that one. Um, but yeah. Happy 30th episode. If you're celebrating uh, some accomplishments, shout out to all of you. If you're going through the shits, take your time to heal. Don't give up. Keep the faith and stay hopeful. You will be all right. You're strong, just like me. One.